Hello and welcome to the next episode in the series Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Today's episode is entitled Responding to the Faithful God. And as we did yesterday, we read again from Lamentations chapter 3, verses 19 to 27. Hear these good and gracious words from our God. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let's come to God in prayer before we reflect on this passage again together. Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we give you thanks that you are the faithful God. Indeed, that in Jesus you are the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper and the light in the darkness. Lord, we pray that you would lighten our darkness today. And Lord, for right now, as we spend time very consciously in your presence, as we look to wrestle with your word and respond to it, we pray that you would give us the light of the Holy Spirit to see the truth of your word and the power of the Holy Spirit, that we might live it out in our day-to-day lives to the glory and praise of our wonderful Saviour, Jesus Christ, Amen. Well, yesterday we saw the wonderful truth that God is faithful. As we think of the doctrine of God, faithfulness should be front and centre in our thinking. It's something that is deeply ingrained in his character. He is faithful in showing his covenant love to us. In Jesus. He is indeed the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness. And we saw yesterday that that faithfulness comes to us in tough times and comes to us freshly as we turn to God unfilled once again. But here's a question What if, rather like Jeremiah, we can't see God's faithfulness. We see that even in the verses that we've read. Jeremiah is waiting and hoping and he's looking to God, but God doesn't seem to be coming through. 
And these really are probably the most optimistic, hopeful verses in the whole of the book. If you have your Bibles open and you just scan over other verses, very quickly you will see that this is a lament 100%. Jeremiah is pouring out his heart before God. Things are not going well. What if we feel like that? What if we believe with our hearts that God is faithful But we don't see that in our lives. We don't see that perhaps in our workplaces, in the life of our church, in the wider world. God, where are you? You are a faithful God. Why don't you show yourself to be faithful? We are encouraged in God's words to bring our thoughts and our questions before God. But we're also encouraged to submit to him and to his word. And in terms of responding to the God who is faithful, but doesn't always seem to be doing what we expect him to do, there's a couple of things here in this passage that can really help us. There's something about waiting here. In verse 24, the injunction is to wait for the Lord. And I want to say to you that if you are in difficulties, if you are reaching out for the faithful God, but you don't quite see his faithfulness, don't give up. Keep waiting. And the second thing is to hope in God. The idea of hope is writ large in the scriptures, and often we can get this wrong In the past, artists have painted hope as a very laughing, carefree figure, not with too much to bother about and just really optimistic, hopeful, carefree personality. But one or two other artists have shown more insight and have personified hope not as a a laughing, carefree figure, but as someone who is a bit disheveled, someone who has been battered and bruised metaphorically by the twists and turns of life. And yet still they are looking forward and their eyes are burning brightly because they have a hope that things will change. And so wait for God and hope in him. Don't reject him. Don't walk away from the faith. Keep waiting and hoping for our faithful God. And notice that this is active waiting. In verses 24 and 25, we are urged to seek God and we read, The Lord is my portion. The sort of waiting that is encouraged here isn't just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. It's not wasting time on on your screen. It's not just playing video games. It's not just sleeping. You can think about the ways that you waste time and insert them into this reflection. Jeremiah is not talking about that at all. It's not that sort of waiting. 
Rather, it is an active waiting, a creative waiting. There is encouragement to seek God. So be creative in how you wait for God and use the time to really pursue him. And there's something here about doing this while you're young as well. And I've been so encouraged at our church by our interns, a young man and a young woman who are so passionate in their commitment to God. And if you're listening and you're young, I encourage you to take Jesus' yoke upon you right now and to pursue him. And also for those of us who are not young, to be praying for young people to really commit to the faith in the early years of their lives. This is something that is so vital for the Christian faith in the UK. If this is directly relevant to you, respond to it. And if this isn't directly relevant to you, because like you, you're in your your 50s or you're some other age, then pray, pray, pray for young people, not just to be ordinary Christians, if you like, but to be full-blooded, fully committed disciples of Jesus Christ. Let's pause and let's reflect upon these things in prayer as we come before our good and gracious God. Yeah, Lord, we thank you again for your amazing faithfulness. But we do say to you that there are times in our lives, times in our communities, times in our world, where absolutely we believe that you are faithful and yet we don't see your faithfulness. So many times when our Lord Jesus walked the earth, when it must have seemed like that to the disciples, everything was going wrong, everything was unravelling, they didn't understand. And then following on, there is the unspeakable darkness of the cross. Lord, you hadn't stopped being faithful. In fact, you were doing a great and wonderful work, the greatest and most wonderful work that the world has ever known. And yet, uh, those who were watching, it seemed that all had gone wrong. Sometimes we feel like that. Take us as we are, O Lord, and help us to wait creatively for all that you are going to do. Help us to put our hope in you once again. And Lord, we pray, especially this morning, for younger people. If we are young, we just want to make that commitment to be radical disciples of the Lord Jesus, to follow him wherever he leads. And if we're not so young anymore. Lord, we pray for younger people in our churches, that they might be rooted and grounded in your love, that they might avoid the mistakes of our own generation and be absolutely passionate for you. Just in this moment, we 
lift younger people who are known to us before you in prayer. We just name them before you. Lord, finally, we pray for those that we know, perhaps in our own families, who don't yet know you. Maybe some who have wandered away from you, some who never really made a commitment in the first place. So much potential that is not being realised, so much joy that is not being experienced, so much life that is not being lived. Lord, we pray that younger people, indeed people of any age, would not go through this life without you. Lord, we pray that people would turn to you and experience that abundant life that is not only for this age, but is also for the next. Help us, each one of us, to give our lives for something that will last forever. We lift these prayers to you in Jesus' name. Amen.